total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember. Great morning, great evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're at on this beautiful planet, this amazing universe. Mark Sanchez, once again, welcome to Brown and Spiritual AF with me and Miss Isela Garcia. And what's going to be our topic today, Miss Isela? You know, there's so many things going on in the world right now. And sometimes from a spiritual perspective, it's really hard to make sense of it all. And I have to tell you, it is one of the few things that I feel some guilt around. And what I mean by that, and it's really an interesting place for me, in my heart anyway, because there are two levels of existence that I have. One is being in physical form and the um, and, and making sense of my physical experience from a spiritual awareness, from that spiritual level. And I feel like I have responsibilities on both ends. And so we were just talking about, you know, how do we make sense of this? How, what, like, what is the lens that we are looking through? Um, and how is it different? Well, there are a couple layers. How is it different now than before when we were not in this alignment of spiritual awareness? And then how do we make sense of it as we're moving through it? So Mark, um, have you had any kind of experiences where you see yourself or how you see things are different now than they were before? Oh yeah, a, a lot of different ways, right? Like, like let's just take growing up for instance, right? I used to be really like, uh, what would you call it? I was mo I was a I was really into my nation, right? I was about yeah, America, the greatest country in the whole wide world, right? Let's just go over there and take over everybody, right? Because like when you're reading books and stuff, and you're in school and you're in class and you're you're taught history in a sense, right? You're history. taught white history. Yeah, you're taught white history. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you're 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 taught that it, it it's about. Um, the survival of the fittest, right? You're taught like the animal kingdom. Like you go over to places and you conquer them and you convert them, right? And we learned this in church too, right? You convert people from what they believe into what you believe and then it makes you dominant, right? So I used to, I, I fell into that trap for a long time, right? I, I even talk about this growing up, right? I had to choose between being Mexican or being Native American, right? And I chose the Mexican mm -hmm. side because it was more dominant and that's what, that's what I was taught. Right. So as I as I did that, right, growing up, I chose the Mexican side over being a Native American. Right. And then further on down the life. Right. I, I, I chose being American over any other. Right. Um, and I would have these conversations with some of my Native American family. Right. Because I wasn't taught the right history. I was taught right. what they wanted us to know. But I didn't realize that they were slaughtered. Right. right. I didn't, yeah. didn't realize that that was like a genocide in a sense. And I thought to myself in a moment in my life, because I had a conversation with one of my friends where I was like, no, the, the, those white people came over here and made it better for you, right? They made it better for us. They gave us more power. They gave us a voice. They gave us freedom, right? And that was my mentality at that point. Wow. Right? So now seeing it from a different perspective, it's like, holy shit, wait a minute, right? I was, I was sucked into that way of thinking. I was sucked in. I was pulled in. I was brainwashed. I was conditioned. To believe that we were set free, like 
life was bad before these motherfuckers came here, right? right? Like, what? Was it really? Well, they told us we were savages. That's what we heard, right? Yeah. We didn't realize that they were burning down and killing men and women and children and doing all kinds of crazy shit. And we, uh, so my mind was fucked up on this, um, on this whole scenario from way back then, right? I, I thought that. And that's kind of like, I'm ashamed of that in a sense, yeah. right? But luckily, I've been able to do the work and work through that. And I'm able to make a change now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had the same or a similar experience. You know, you, you're taught, I think, especially when you're brown um, or black, even, I think of uh, just a person of color, you go to school and you learn, you know, what they teach you. Columbus came and saved everybody and made life better for everyone. And it's this, this perspective. Oh my goodness. It's like, as it's become un, un, unearthed or uncovered, you, there's a part of me that number one is pissed off, right? But number two, it's like now it's trying to piece the pieces together. And and for me, and a lot of folks who, especially in the spiritual community, it's like, oh, we're all one color. Oh, we're all one. And you know what? This is my two layers of experience and existence. Because being brown, I when I step into a place, when I have an experience, um, it's... I can't, I can't run from being brown. It's like, that's one of the first things you see of me. And I can sometimes pass as white. So I'm very well aware of that. But having a black husband, I also recognize that when we go someplace, he can't escape being black. It's like, that's the first thing that people feel. That's the first people thing that people think. That's the first experience that they have with my husband. And then with me, those who recognize that I am brown. And I think that part of that, that we are unaware, Mark, you and I and other people of color are unaware of how we're unaware. It's part of the culture. We're unaware of how we're perceived and how we're treated because it's the way that we've been treated and perceived and we don't know another way. We don't know another way. And so now me making sense of the stories and how my life or my husband's life is different than somebody who isn't of color. And if the stories were told differently, would we have had a different experience of life? You know, and what was the intent of it? What was the intent of this? And this is where my spiritual awareness comes into play. So quickly, I the way that I make sense of my life and in this physical form, I was disowned because I married my husband and I hid him for five years. Like I literally hid his existence for five years. And when I kind of came out with having a boyfriend for five years and that he was black, I was disowned. Had it not been for that experience of being disowned, I would not have had the space to heal because I would have been wrapped up in all of the drama. I would have been wrapped up in the games my mom would play. I, I would have stayed stuck. And so the fact that he's black, the fact that I got disowned at the time was horrendous to me. Um, but because of that, I was able to move into this peaceful state of being because I was able to have the space and the time to heal. And so that's what I always think of that. It's like, had he not been black, had he been brown, 
we probably would be divorced. It's like we, because <laughs> I would have fought so hard, I think, to keep the relationship. I would have, it's like the color of our skin mattered. The race mattered in my relationship and in my healing. So for me, recognizing and identifying as such is a really important part of this physical existence. Um, but then when I lift up, this is my two layers of understanding. When I lift up, I realize that all of this has a spiritual purpose. All of it has a spiritual reasoning behind it. And I've learned to trust it more, even though it's horrible to see things happen the way they are. But I really believe that what's happening in the world is a projection of our collective consciousness. It's a, a projection of our collective beliefs coming to surface. So what do you think about that? Oh, you know, um, what I think about that, what people probably think you're wise because you speak so elegantly. <laughs> it's those amazing words and the way you're able to explain things, right? <laughs> That's awesome sauce. Um, but what I think about that, like, whew, man, there's so much to unpack here. It's like, right. where do we go, right? Like, what do we do with this? Because it's, it, it's one of those things, it's like, you're right. Now, if I reverse engineer, engineer my life and I think about what I was taught, right, and, and to go with what the status quo said, to go with what these people were teaching me, right? And in order to have the experience I'm having now, I had to be led in the wrong direction at some point in my life, mm. right? I had to know what it was like to be deceived in order to know what it's like to figure it out on my own, right? It's like, do I listen to the news? which is modern day textbook in real life, right? On real terms and in, in, on like right life, like right now, like in real time, we're able to sit here and tell our stories, right? Um, versus now I get to think about it a little bit more, right? We get to have these conversations. I get to say, wait a minute, there's another side to this story, right? And there's books that you could pick up. I, I was trying to grab one right now, but it's, it's in my case somewhere. Um, but now I have a different perspective because now it's not just in this physical realm. Now I understand things on a spiritual realm, right? Right. Where the ancestors and spirits and energy, right. Is able to be shared through the openness. Right. And I figured out being open by going in and decluttering all the shit that was inside. I mean, we talk about this, right. It's that shadow integration side. So now I can see why I was so angry and why I was so willing to back the United States of America, why I decided to say, yeah, it was okay that we go over there and bomb these people and we do this. Like what? I was thinking this shit. Like mm -hmm. I was brainwashed into believing that it was okay. National security, right? right. Out of the safety of my country, if they might, they, if we don't do it to them, they're going to do it to us mentality, mm -hmm. Right. And now that I see what's going on, especially out in Ukraine right now, right? Because this is nothing new. This has been happening to people from time to time to time to time where you get these dictators, you get these people, you get these kings, these queens, these presidents, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Think that they could just go into somewhere and justify why innocent lives are being taken out of the greater good. That I have an issue with that now. Now that touches me in a way that like. It, it hurt. It, it hurts my heart, right? Like, it's like, who? Part of me, like when I used to think about who used to be, what wants to pick up a gun and say, "Let's go defend." However, the same type of energy that created the issue is not going to help solve the issue, 
right? Now I'm starting to understand why Martin Luther King did the things that he did. Now I understand why Gandhi did the things that he did in the approach where they came from a, a love, right? Because picking up a gun and going and trying to defend something, that's coming from a fearful part of my personality, right? You ever hear that phrase, you don't show up to a gunfight with a knife? Well, that, 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 that used to reign true. But if we're going to change the way the world looks at these types of issues, right? We're not even going to show up with a knife. We're going to show up with the love and the compassion, right? And the empathy that we have for people that are not within our nation, right? Now that's humanitarianism, right? That's heroism. That's like, okay, we're going to make a change. We're going to do this. It might sound crazy, but check this out. Um, this I might we might want to approach it. And it might take a longer that way. However, to get enough of us that think similarly, but that's how we, I, I feel that's how I see things differently now. Yeah, there's a couple things there that I want to kind of jump on. You mentioned that in order to, well, the way that I make sense of it um, is in order to want peace, this is the unfortunate thing, and in order for us to want peace, we have to experience unrest and sometimes war. And it, and again, I, I'm going to try to explain this because this is the part that was really difficult for me when I was starting to kind of unravel all of the bullshit that was getting in the way of my understanding of who we really are. And there is, it, it's basically the war is happening within us. This, what is happening in the world, not just the world. I mean, there's shit like that happening. I mean, you know, granted, this has made news and there are reasons why it's made news. I mean, even when you watch, um, I was watching the Daily Show and um, there was a little clip about, you know, the conversation around this happening in Ukraine was very interesting. It's like, oh, it's not a third world country. It's not where we expect it to happen. It's not, you know, so you can see the racism just kind of coding our lens, right? And but in, in, a, in a spiritual understanding, the truth of who we are, this collective experience that we, are, uh, that we are engaged in, comes from our collective self. So the unrest, the racism, the undercurrent of um, mistrust, the, all of the stuff that is happening is basically like a movie that we are directing, that we are collectively directing. And so what you said about when we show up with love, what we are actually doing, and this is what's really hard, is because of attachment. We are attached to our beliefs. We are attached to this lifetime. We, we believe that this is our only experience of life. It's like we are attached and we want to defend that. And that is an ego driven experience and when you said when you show up in love you're actually showing up in alignment with your highest truest self because Ooh. only love exists only love exists so when we align with that we are not attached to the outcome because we know we will continue to exist beyond this physical form and that's where the power comes because it's not just my power, it's our collective power. Well, so that, that, that makes me figure out some things, right? Um, I think I've heard and we talked about this. Your outside world is a reflection of your inner world. Mm 
Right. So on a global scale, what it looks like right now, that's our inner world as a collective. As a collective. That's right. Right. And then we, and so now, so when I think about this, right. So growing up, right. Um, this is, this is touches my heart and this is what brings me more aware. It's my awareness that allowed me to be able to, um, shift and take out that lens that might've been clouded or jaded. Right. So when I, when I look at this and I think about growing up, right. I I listened to stories from my um, uncles and whatnot going to Vietnam. Right. And then going to get haircuts, right. The barbers, they were all ex military guys. And they tell you these crazy mother loving stories. Right. Right. Back then the barbers were all white and they were all military guys. Right. And you got three haircuts. It was like a number one, number two, and a flat top. That was it. <laughs> right. But anyhow, they told these scary stories. Right. And I remember like some of them had to be drafted. And to think that I was going to be drafted into a war yeah. scared the shit out of me. And this might have been lifetimes and lifetimes of things that might have, might, you know what I mean? That might have been showing up. We're talking about a spiritual level. And it scared me. Right. And as soon every time I got older and older and it was, I turned 18, I got that thing in the mail that says, oh, I had to register. I was like, oh my gosh, is I, I want to move to a different country because I don't want to, you know, that was my worst fear. Right. So let's fast forward a few years, right? Um, to when this broke out, right? And, and I'm sitting there and, and I got friends that are over in this part of the world sending us messages saying, oh shit, the things that they're going through. And that's a little touching. That's another thing about this world and what um, 2020, 2020 brought was now we're a global community and we get to have conversations with people that are actually in, there that it's happening to. In real time. In real time, right? right. So they were posting on their Instagram, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm having, I'm all safe and I'm cozy, right? At the work. And I'm a little pissed off because of some bullshit people did at work. And then I get to see the fear and what they're going through instantly. And as I'm sitting there, I see this post and it says, the government has initiative or I don't know how they, the wording it was, but basically they have the draft now. Anybody okay. from 18 to 60, right? Has to go to war to fight and defend their country. Oh my gosh. I instantly, like I got emotional. I'm not going to lie. Like my tears started falling down my face and they were falling into my noodles. Right. And I just thought to myself, holy shit, my worst fear growing up is someone, some young man's reality right now. And I knew that moment. Oh my gosh. My body got tingly. Source sent me a message and I was like, wow. Right. And it, and, and it shifted the way I felt because in that moment, I felt that compassion. I felt that scaredness. I felt all of what they were feeling bottled up in one. I was angry all at once. And I had to sit back and way say, holy shit, this is a different feeling. This is different than anything I've ever brought up. My initial reaction way back then would have been like, let them duke it out themselves. Right. Let, let, this is their issue. This is their problem. It's not happening to me. I'm safe. But for the first time in my life, for the first time, it's like, holy smokes, it's not directly happening to me, but yet on another cosmic level, it is happening to all of us. And I thought to myself, wow, I think this is what it feels like to really compassionately love humanity and be in alignment with how to change, right? Versus what used to work back then. Because sad to say, war did work for certain things, right? And it's bringing us together as people. So it has its place in a sense. And it just kind of sucks that we have people playing with their lives. Yeah. You know, it's another concept and I'm still making sense of it. That's, that's the thing is, 
You know, I have I have several friends of mine um, who really, really work for anti-racist approaches and anti and really looking at anti-bias, anti-racism, and 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 pro people of color because we have been hidden um, and we have been told that that these are things that we have been told what to think, and now we're becoming more and more conscious. And consciously aware of what is happening. And I, in the spiritual community, sometimes it's like, oh, you feel anger. You shouldn't feel anger. You should feel love. Well, the thing is, is that anger sometimes can propel us and compel us to change. Sometimes that becomes our pivotal moment where we go, you know what? Fuck this shit. Whether it's, and it's all internal. Because only you exist. Because only we exist, right? This is this is where it gets kind of weird. You <laughs> <laughs> get crazy but on me. It gets crazy. <laughs> but because we are a collective, I am you, and you are me. I am you, you are me. So when I get angry and I'm compelled, that could be my pivotal moment to change something within me. And when I change something within me, I am. I am healing and I am at the grand, grander scale. This is where miracles happen for everyone. And so this awareness, you know, when people say, what can I do? I say to them, you know, we aren't there. We can't pick up a gun. We can't, you know, you make those decisions because some people in this lifetime are compelled because they came here to do that work to fight the fight, to be on the front lines, to make change that's huge and affect millions of people in the form that we are in. And then there are other people who come here energetically to shift and to be part of the collective consciousness that extends love. How do we do that? By healing our own shit. Because our internal is what's projected. And when we can heal and start to experience more peace and self-love, and I don't mean self-love like taking your ass to get your nails done. I don't mean that self-love. I mean <laughs> like I love myself at the deepest level because I know that I am one with God. That love. So when we do that work, then energetically we are creating shifts. For the greater good. Ooh, ooh. All right. Let's take that one step further and get a little weirder. Are you guys ready for that? <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the chat, if you're here alive, type in, yes, let's get weirder, right? <laughs> now we're brown and weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the spinoff. Um, so so I, I'm glad that you brought up what can we do? Right. Because I've I, I've had this urge. Right. We all talk about wanting to give back. We all talk about doing this. And a lot of the way that we do that is through money. Like I, I went on the Internet trying to find a different ways. I was like, I don't want to give fucking money. But it's so annoying and it's so entangled through these donations. Right. Through this, these organizations that they make it so difficult, complicated. You finally just want to give up and say, fuck it. I'm just going to give one hundred dollars and I hope it gets to whoever it gets to. Right. So through that experience. Right. And now let's go back to the way I felt about war, right? 
because it, it 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 brought up something and it touched me and I thought I had to ask myself why am I feeling this way? Why is it so deep ingrained in me that I had to uncover this and now this is happening? Right? Spirit came to me, right? God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, right? As I'm in the bathtub, I think I said this before, a lot of my insights come to me while I'm in the tub, guys. Really, when I'm nice and quiet and these things come in, like did you just say that to me? Right? Well, the idea was get out there to those countries and do what it is that you do. I'm like, what is it that I do? You know what you do, right? You help people feel 5% more uplifted, more joyous, more energetic. The way you feel is not for no reason at all. There's no reason why you have an opportunity to go face one of your worst fears, but without, but this time without a weapon in your hand, right? Now listen to that phrase, this time without a weapon in your hand hand. I've never been to war in this lifetime, right? This is where I'm going to get weird, right? There was a few other times throughout the history of my soul for talking about the grander scheme of things, that battle was natural. And I finally got tired of it at one time said, I'm never going to do that ever again. This time I have the opportunity to figure out a way to get out there and help in alignment with making the shift of the whole planet. And that shit sounds batshit crazy because I had this, I was having this dialogue, this conversation in my head, right? And it's like, wait a minute. A voice came to you and it said that, you know, <laughs> wait, it did what? And you had lifetimes as a warrior and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. However, so with that being said, I, I, I went to the internet and tried to look for all these different things and try to help other organizations. But these other organizations were created in a time that was perfect for that time. Now we have opportunity to change the way people volunteer, to change the way people donate or sponsor, right? How are we going to do that? I don't know. All I heard was get over there. You're going to know what to do and we'll figure out the way as we go. So that's my thought process in a sense. It doesn't make any sense right now, <laughs> but this is how some of the biggest changes in life has ever happened. It happened by somebody getting quiet, sitting in a bathtub, right? Or on a train and a voice came to them. They wrote some ideas down and then boom, a few days later, two decades later, who knows? Change was made. Small incremental and crazy ideas like this. Well, and I, okay. So you just sort of kind of came out as somebody who hears things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out the closet now. I'm out the closet. <laughs> and, and I do too. If you follow me personally on my, um, on my Facebook page or you go live um, or we are live on Wednesdays, my cousin and I, we do readings for folks, many readings. Yes, they actually um, did me the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's funny when you say that. <laughs> She's like, last night when she did me, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and so this alignment that you're talking about, these voices that you hear, I, you know, I, I, I think that we have to change. If you grew up in, in an organized religion, I grew up Catholic. And so this idea of voicing, a voice coming to you and telling you things, people will jump on that and say, it's, you know, it's the devil that's telling you to do this. <laughs> it's, you know, you're, you know, it's some, it's the devil dressed up as something else trying to deceive you. It's this constant state of um, pushback. I think that a lot of us who are saying that the alignment is 
where you are, where you feel the essence of God within you, that you are, you, you, me, we all are aspects of God in action. Ooh, and each like one it. of us, and that's what my daughter's name is. It's a God in action, Gia. Um, each one of us are aspects of God in action, and we all have a different, unique purpose. And it doesn't all have to be grand scale purpose. It could be what you said. Five. I'm trying to to help people feel better, five like five percent better than they did twenty minutes ago. And so this alignment, I believe, is what like a lot of musicians, when they're in alignment and they make songs that stand the test of time, movies that stand the test of time, where people resonate with it, like their whole body feels like it makes sense to them. That's what you're talking about, Mark. You're in the place of opening well enough. And I say well enough because you don't have to be completely open to do this, but well enough to receive messages. And the message that you received is that you are part of the solution. Now you have to trust. And this is where it becomes hard because we get in the way. Oh, I didn't really hear that. That's me making shit up. Yes. That I don't even know what to do with that. Where am I going to go with that? Well, that's not you for you to decide. You are open up enough for that guidance to come through and say, you are part of the solution. Trust this experience. And we're going to do this as a collective. And so it's continually allowing yourself to be in that space. So this guidance and support comes through. And it may be by way of people. Now, like you said, we're a global community. It could be connections that you have over there. It could be money. It could be a lot of things. But this leaning into it is what's critically important to live in that alignment. Yeah, and you're right. I, I try to talk myself out of it, right? right? Like, oh, I'm not hearing this. There's no way. There's no right. way that they would be asking me to do it. It's like I'm watching a movie. It's like I'm part of a movie, right? You know, when 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 the warrior or whatever it is, right, is like the hero's journey and you, they get there's like, this is crazy. I used to think to myself, just listen, you know what it is. Well, it's because I'm the outsider watching it, right? But now right. that's happening to me, I'm like, holy smokes. So let, let's take this a step further because when you hear things, Right. Or when you feel them, it's more of a like a my, my, you, you brought you said something that really resonated with me. You said your whole body just feels it. It just knows it just like you, there's no there's no rhyme or reason for this. Right. So I start thinking to myself and I'm keeping this shit to myself. Right. I'm right. just like, I'm not telling nobody they're going to think you're fucking crazy. What makes you think you who are you to go and make this happen or whatever. Right. Why would God talk to you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why would he talk to you? You're not special, right? You're right. right. I'm, not special. I'm just uniquely built for this type of mission, right? So okay. I, I thought to myself, I was like, okay, this is a little crazy, right? I'm, I'm going to tell just one or two people, right? I'm even scared to say this to them, right? Because you think to yourself, it's just going to show up the way it's going to show up. How can I do this, right? My mind starts going, oh my gosh, it's going to cost this, it's going to cost that. I got this, I got this. I'm trying all kinds of reasons not to do it, right? You know, that's that's typical, right? However, the way it was received, the team said, Oh shit. Okay. They started asking questions. We started putting together a planet before you knew it, right? It went from just this little crazy idea to this is now possible when we brought it in, right? And it, we'll take it a step further, right? Money 
or opportunities and things just showed up. And I'm just going to share this just out of just sharing because the universe shows up. A friend of mine, two friends of mine, two lovely, beautiful soul family members that I met pulled me aside and said, check this out. Where do you want to go? Do you know how you're going to get there? Don't worry about that. We'll find a way to get you out there. What are the rest of the plans? Right. And it just showed up like that. So now that's one more thing saying, I told you, I'm going to take the barriers out the way. Just follow. Ooh, I get chills right now. Just thinking about that because it's, it's that interesting, right? It's like all the worries that I was starting to have. And I just said, I'm going to set those aside. Now the barriers are just falling off. Somebody's like, I got this. Somebody else is like, I got that. We got this. And little by little, right? So now there's one other aspect that I know that this is not my voice, right? And anybody that knows me, anybody that's listened to me, I am not about getting, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about vaccinations are just not a thing for me. But in order to go to another country, right, other places, that's going to be most likely the path you have to take. So I had to have to ask a question with myself, right? I had to say, wait a minute, my love for humanity right now, right, the way I'm feeling, the way I'm open outweighs an outdated limiting belief that I have about this certain situation, right? And I'm thinking to myself, am I really having this conversation? Because a few weeks ago, it would have been like, hell no, why are you doing that? Sorry, we're going to shelf that. But now, Today, because I feel in alignment, because I'm open and I feel like I'm a part of God, right? Almighty, no weapon should be formed against me. So why am I even allowing that to be a barrier, right? And I know for a fact, because I, we, we talked about this before, I'm not about that life. However, I've had a shift in perception. I've had a shift in consciousness. I've had a shift in how I feel about the world and the way it's going. And I'm like, that to me, who blows my mother loving mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that Ooh. that alignment. Um, well, there are a couple things I wanted to. The the first thing I wanted to bring up was like how you feel it, and I, I want to just kind of sidestep here and and talk about that. <clears throat> I, I I think the message that I try to get out to everyone is that no one is special. My four year old used when she was four. She used to say, um, everyone is special and that makes nobody special. Oh. It's like it cancels it out because everybody is unique in their own way. And everyone, if you wanted to put it that way, everyone is special, but that means nobody is, right? And so those of us who, and I can intentionally connect to the other side, I can speak to people who have crossed over, I see angels, I see all of the, the kind of the spiritual community that surrounds us at, and at every single moment. Um, and I will tell you in the beginning, you do think you're batshit crazy. You, you really <laughs> do believe something is seriously wrong with me. Is it my voice that I'm hearing? Am I hearing the work of the devil? Like you really start to question it. And, and I think that, and everyone can do this. And I have a problem and this is my own bias. I need to work on this. I have a problem when say, these are my gifts. Well, shit, everybody has those gifts. The only difference between me and someone else who is not intentionally able to connect to the other side is that I learned how to get out of the way. That's it. And, and not question it because we always question it in the beginning. We're like, well, who said that? Like, is that real? 
like that. Am I hearing voices? Because my my greatest Claire is Claire Audient and Claire Sentient, which means I feel things and I hear things. And so when you hear some shit, like somebody's talking to you, you're like, I am definitely out of my fucking mind right now. The the way that you know that you are getting in that alignment is when you feel peace and love from the message. When there isn't any uncertainty, undercurrent of doubt, fear, because that all stems from fear. When that doesn't exist and the message feels pure and you feel love through it, that's you starting to open up to hear the messages that come through. And then the other piece where people are like, well, why would God talk to you? Well, God is an essence that exists within you, within me, and within every single person that you see. And one of the practices that I did with my daughter is when she was very young, very, very like infant, every time I would see somebody experiencing homelessness, someone who just kind of looks a little down and out, I would say, I am you, you are me. I am you, you are me. Because I want her, I've always wanted her, and I am to remind myself that I am no better, no different, no worse, no, no, we are the same. I am you, you are me. I am you. And any time I start to judge, I am you, you are me. And so that I recognize the truth of who we all are, making it possible for me to bring in a message from a place of love as opposed to I am better than they, I'm the chosen few who can bring in messages from God, which is bullshit. It's bullshit when anybody says that. And so... I wanted to sidestep to just say that part because I think we mystify it. I think people are like, oh, they have these incredible gifts. No, this is the truth of who you are and what you can do. And so what's happening with Mark right now, as I'm talking to everybody else, what's happening with Mark right now is he's getting in that alignment and the messages that he has received has changed the perspective and the lens of how he is experiencing the world. And it may be a pivotal time for you to really move into your next level of awareness. So I mean, what's next, Mark? What is this doing for you? How is it propelling you or or how are you feeling about it? I, I you you mentioned so you just gave me the chills right now because it's like it's like one of those moments, right? It's like, okay, a big change is coming. I knew I've been preparing for the last couple of years, right? I really did the work and it wasn't the easiest thing, but I still did it and I stayed consistent with it, right? And then I opened up to this, right? And so these things, right? The, the, these messages, these ideas that just pop into my brain that I know are not mine, right? Especially this one, right? That 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 shit would normally scare the shit out of me and I would try to fight it on every level. That peace, right? That you talked about, it's just calm. When I, 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 cause I knew I had to bring this up to some of my friends that are anti a lot of that, right? But now I'm pro life, I'm pro humanity, right? So to me, like that old paradigm that I lived in doesn't even pop in my brain anymore. It's like somebody removed that part out of me and I just feel at peace. It's like, okay, this is just part of the process. It's like going to the store and getting an ID, right? Or, or getting an ID, a passport. It's like getting a passport, right? It's like, I didn't question any of that shit before because it was non-threatening, right? So for me, it's like, okay, I see this happening. I shared my experience with others and my ideas and they're open and they are receiving them. And there's a, there is a, a, 
there is a need for the way that things are happening in the world to change it a little bit. And if I can have just that little incremental change, I'm going to follow that whisper, right? So for me, it's stepping into that unknown because I really don't know, right? Here's another thing is my mom is like, Mark, <laughs> here you go, right? And that's another thing is worrying about the people that you have, you're going to leave behind while I'm out on this crazy mission. Right. Because now it's getting put into play. It's really happening. I've looked into like, okay, this got to happen. I'm actually writing down on paper the steps that I need to take in order just to get me prepared. Right. Because I, if I'm prepared and then all the paperwork goes through or we figure out this GoFundMe thing and we you know what I mean. And people want for volunteering. Right. So here's another, here's what I learned is that people that want to volunteer, right. And go places and help. You have to have a lot of money to volunteer. That's weird. Right. That's really strange. You have to have a lot of money in order to volunteer because it costs you to go volunteer. Right. And it's not available just to the average person. And you think to yourself, why isn't this type of thing implemented in work and culture, like in general? Like, why isn't this written into a contract when you go work for a big company? Right. Like we have maternity leave, but that's only a short amount of time either. In other countries, they get months to years off when they have children, right? Not and us. paid. It's not paid yeah, here. No, and it's paid. And yeah. it's like, you get your ass back to work. So as I was doing the research to try to go and help, I just thought to myself, I'm going to create a new way of doing this. And I'm going to be the first to go try to figure it out. And the only way to figure it out is to go get an understanding of the people, right? To go get an understanding of the need, go get an understanding of how they're feeling. And I can't do that from the internet here, which we could. However, the best way to do something, the best way to ride a bike to learn to ride a bike is to get on that motherfucking bike, right? Mm -hmm. So this idea of going over to another country for me is in play, right? Um, it, it is a war zone at the moment, right? So it, it is dangerous, but I don't see that right now, if that makes sense, right? What I see is people in need, right? What I see is a dark place that needs a little bit of light, right? And if I could somehow create that for them, create that experience, Right. Somehow, I, I, I don't know. That's just what I was I feel called to do. And it's like uh, it's like a pull. Right. It's like a pull. So I'm not being pushed. I'm just being pulled. And all those barriers are just kind of like falling down. Hold on. Give me a second. So um, it's in the beginning stages. Like I'm telling you, it happened a few days ago in my bathtub. And now we're here talking about this. I didn't even feel like I was going to bring it up, but it kind of just it came out because I know that that's what um, that, that that's what the universe is asking of me. Right. That's what God is um, allowing me to utilize the gifts um, that I've been able to sharpen in the last few years to go and put them to. To use. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I once again, I don't know exactly how because this is unfolding as I'm taking the steps. It's like you you literally walking into this, just knowing that everything's just going to fall in line the way it needs to be. And those things that I used to be scared of, those things that used to worry me are somehow magically not there. I'm not saying I don't have cautious. I'm not cautious. Right. But that fear of like, I, I just know this is where I being pulled to. So let's, let's kind of lean into that a little bit. I think um, sometimes when we make decisions in our life, because I want to bring it back to like what, what, what would be helpful to those of you who are watching or who are listening to our podcast, sometimes um, we have 
you said the word whisper, and I call these the whispers of the universe. And the whispers of the universe are begins with your instinct, your gut. You know this job isn't right for you. You know that allowing your family into your decision making in your life is not a healthy experience. You know that the relationship you're in is harmful to your well-being. It's like you know, you know at the deepest level of who you are, but you choose to ignore these whispers. And the whispers are the alignment with truth. It's the universe telling you what's best for you. Or, now I'm going to get weird again, it's <laughs> oh, no. part of your sacred contract. It's what you contracted to come and learn as you were here. So you came to learn how to forgive. You came here to learn maybe it's how to establish boundaries for yourself, how to have your voice, how to um, forgive. So you came here with this contract of things at the soul level that you wanted to learn. You have the people in play, you have the job in play, you have the experiences in play, and you at the deepest level of who you are know you need to make these changes and you don't. And what happens, the, the whispers come again. And so you get rid of this man, but you haven't healed your shit. And another man shows up. It's great in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, the same shit happens again. Because you didn't do the work. The man was only part of the experience to remind you of the work that you needed to do. Or the job was the experience of the work you need to do. And so what you're describing in Mark is this alignment, this listening to the messages, these whispers and acting upon them. When we ignore them, the universe is beautiful at providing many opportunities, but what happens sometimes is we get a two by four. And I say a two by four across the head. And what that usually looks like is my health is now compromised. I maybe lost the job without any kind of you know, job to even like, what am I going to do next? Maybe I lost my home. These big experiences happen when we ignore the whispers of the universe. And for you, the whisper of the universe is, this is your time. Because I can tell you, because I can see past lives, you do have the warrior spirit. You have been a warrior many lifetimes over. And you tend to, you want to help those who cannot help themselves. That's who you are drawn to. It's not warrior for the sake of fighting. It's warrior for the sake of defending. And that has lit up within you because it's part of your Akashic records. It's part of the old records of your soul. But now because of your level awareness, you're able to arm yourself with the shift in how you approach it. And this is where truth starts to play its way through you for others. And so whatever happens, and it could be that you do go and you do amazing things. It could be that you reach out to five people and that's where the amazingness happens. It's not for you to decide. 
It's where the universe, this collective experience, becomes a significant part of how it's going to evolve. Our job is just to trust it. Your turn. <laughs> I, I kind of like disappeared for a second, right? When you started talking about that, because it brings up like, it just brings up stuff, right? Like I, I can't explain where it comes from, right? I just, I just can't. And I, and I stopped trying to question it and just right. sit with it and allow it to come up and say, okay, I'm feeling this way. And there's a reason, right? There, there, there's a focus for this. And now I'm listening. Now I'm open. Now I understand why I was probably so anxious back in my past when the alarms were going off saying, you're not in the environment that you should be in, right? You're not, and this is you, over here, right? And just to, to reverse engineer my life and listen to the things that I've heard, and the things that I didn't listen to when people would come to my life said, hey, you might want to look at this. I was like, yeah, you don't know shit. You might want to. But I think to myself, like, how, how can so many strangers walk up to me and tell me the same thing? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how is that even possible? Right. And those are those whispers of the universe that have been whispering to me through other individuals trying to highlight something that I've had in me this whole time that I didn't believe that I had. Right. And I think about this and I'm saying, oh, my gosh. People say, like, man, you're thinking craziness. It's like, no, I'm thinking more clear right now than I ever have, right? It, it's because I think to myself, like, this is, this is, I'm, I'm really, this is stuff that's really going on in my head. These are the ideas that I have, and I'm actually building a plan around it to actually take inspired action, right? To take motion, right? Whether it's one or five or whatever, maybe somebody picks up the ball from there where I might have dropped it, right? But you're right you, when you when you said that warrior. It's not to go and attack, right? It's that defending without having to attack, right? It's the best defense of just, just dodging bullets all day, right? And not even having to fire back, right? It's like saying, you know what? You're not, this is not, I'm not you're not going to get a reaction out of me, right? And I sit there and I'm just like, huh, this is, this is an interesting situation, this is the interesting idea because now we're talking like this lifetime and we're talking about other stuff from over here and it, it is weird, right? This is, this is freaking, this is a weird conversation, people. <laughs> well, and I think we're, we're taught that this is, this is weird. And so instead of, and I think more and more people are becoming aware. I think more and more people are, um, are, are leaning in to who they truly are. Um, you said something that I think is really important. Um, people are coming to you with messages. And these are earth angels. And so we all have these experiences. It's whether you're willing to hear them or not, or to see them or not. Um, I'm going to tell a quick story. I was working on my doctorate. And when I was uh, there to take, you have to take comprehensive exams. They're four very, very intensive um, exams um, with each component of what you're studying. And basically you go into a room, there's a computer in front of you, they ask a question and you have to be able to respond with citing references from memory. 
Okay, you have one hour to complete each question, and um, it's done over the course of two days. Now, at the time, I was probably, I think I was in my 30s, my early 30s. I was the youngest person in the doctoral program. I was one of three female women. I was one of three women, and, um, and I was one of a handful of people of color. And at the beginning of my program, there was about 70 people in the room and only 16 of us were left at the end when at this working on our comprehensive exams. And they told us that they told us one or both of the people sitting next to you will not be here at the end. And so we were there for the comprehensive exams and I was scared out of my fucking mind because I had imposter syndrome. I was thinking that everyone is going to finally find out that I don't know shit. And I was standing around, I was sitting, we were studying together. I was sitting around all these mostly men um, who were like CFOs of banks. They were like deans of colleges. And there's Isela, the youngest. They were, most of them were about twice my age. And thinking, oh my God, like they're going to find out that I don't know anything now. And everyone had left to go get drinks at the bar. And I was still sitting, we were in the restaurant part of the hotel. And this, this man came up to me and he sat across from me and he goes, why, why are, what are you all doing? Like, why are all these people here? And why are you, it looks like you're studying. And I told him what we were doing and da, 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 da. And a pleasant conversation. Then he leans in and he says to me, why are you afraid? He goes, you know everything you need to know. And you're going to get through this. And not only are you going to get through this, you're going to do amazing things. And he leaned back and then he said, the weather's really nice here. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what? Oh, my God. Like, what just happened? And I've had many of those experiences, like many, many of those. And I remember sitting there, my whole body just kind of, the blood felt like it just dropped to my feet. I knew there was no uncertainty. I knew that that message came through him. And I had that inkling within me already. You're going to be okay, Isela. You know this stuff. You know how to write well. You know how to cite, like, you have enough information to do this. But my fear took over. And my fear took over to the point where I was, I almost was paralyzed by it. And he, he had to come through. And do you know how much energy it takes for them to come through in, in physical form in that way to give a message? It's I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to the whispers and the messages. And that was kind of like, I think the final straw was like, Isela, either you listen to this message coming through to you or we're going to send a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah. And so I sat back after he, we, we were, I was able to finish the conversation and I just sat there for a good 10 minutes and just let myself lean into the experience of trusting, of releasing the fear, releasing the uncertainty, releasing the doubt and trusting that I was divinely, that I'm divinely guided and I would get through it and I would be just fine. <laughs> yeah. That is, when you say that, you reminded me, because I heard a lot of, but one of the most profound ones that I had, right, um, 2017, 2016, right before I moved to Las Vegas, right, I was going to this gym, 
and I'm just a friendly person. So people always talk to me and I always talk to them, right? I'm just very approachable, right? And I was, there's, there's, there's this gentleman, his name is Mr. Terry, Terry Mosier, I believe it is. And we just built up a relationship. We would just talk and we would just talk and we would just talk, right? And one day he comes up to me, right? And he was like, young man, I'm going to tell you something and it's going to sound crazy. He goes, but I just have to tell you, right? I'm like, okay, Terry, well, what do you have to say? He was like, this might freak you out. He goes, but I was in prayer the other day and I've been holding on to this for a while because I don't know how I'm going to tell you this. I was like, spit it out, <laughs> right? And he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, God came to me and said, you're going to reach a lot of people one day and they're going to need you and you're going to bring your light. And he goes, whatever that means to you, however it shows up, I don't know. I'm just the messenger and that's all I am. And he gave me tingles, right? And then tears came to my eyes and I did. And I looked at him. I was like, yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> and then he was like, do you want to go have lunch sometime? And I was like, sure. He was like, I don't want you to think it's anywhere. I'm not hitting you or anything, right? He goes, I just don't, you know what I mean? And then that was the beginning of my relationship with older people. <laughs> 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 because then I moved to Las Vegas and I started my spiritual journey, right? And then I came back and then I met the Arizona Lightman Center, right? So now the average friend that I had is 60 and above, Right. right. And I just think about that day as you were telling that story. I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember when Terry told me that. Right. And I did think to myself, like, yeah, whatever. It's like just brushed it off. Right. And here we are having this conversation and you just reminded me. Yeah. Right. It's like through your story. Once again, the universe was whispering and see how your story was connected. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't even have to happen to me for that message to reach me again from another person in 2016 that gave me that message. Woo this yeah. is, this is cool shit. People telling you yeah. when you pay attention, you start to see these synchronicities. I, you really do. It's just my daughter, because you know, we waited, my husband and I waited 18 years to have her. Cause I didn't want to repeat the shit that was happened, happened to me as a child. And so she has had from day one, this awareness and it's amazing when she starts to connect the dots. She's like, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It's like there's no accident. And so when you, again, get in the flow, and in the flow, that means where you start to see these synchronicities, where you start to listen to the whispers of the universe, that you start to trust beyond this physical form. And I think there's a little bit of not living in an attachment to things because the idea mark of you going over to um, wherever it is you're thinking about going over um, to help in the war that is happening right now in our world it's like that's living with trust number one the willingness to do so and I think it's there's a little bit of detachment it's the awareness that you exist beyond the mark I see in front of me that at the soul level you continue to exist. And at the soul level and my soul level, we were intended to connect. And I can tell you that we've connected in lifetimes before. And trusting that, I think, is one of the most important parts of the spiritual journey that we are on, is that this isn't all there is. And this isn't all we've experienced. This isn't all that there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think with that, you can wrap it up. It's the yeah. wrap. <laughs> yeah. It's like, And so what will happen if you don't follow us already on um, our, our podcast, Brown and Spiritual AF, you can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. We're across about six different platforms. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube station and or channel, and then you'll know that when we're on, because we are recording our par- podcast live, um, Mark, where can folks follow you? Uh, Mark, uh, this is on Instagram, Mark underscore my underscore magnificence. That's going to be the best and easiest and quickest way to follow me. I'm most active there and stay tuned because th- th- these details and everything we just talked about today is going to unfold in real time over the next few weeks. So if you'd like to be updated, go ahead and follow us and follow me to, um, to be updated on those, um, as the events as they unfold and to see where I end up in this world here pretty soon. Yeah, and I'm at IcelaGarcia.com, and if you go there, you'll find my other handles, and I just want to share that I am live on Facebook every Wednesday night at Embracing Souls Journey uh, with my cousin Tina Trinidad, and we kind of have fun. Mark joins us sometimes, and we do uh, one-card pulls for people, which means that we basically lean, lean in intuitively and bring any messages that come through, and we just, we're kind of a laid-back, fun group, I think. <laughs> They are they are really awesome and amazing over there. And let me tell you, right? The last the last time when I actually finally got a reading from them and they 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 mentioned something to me that is relevant to what's happening right now. I'm just gonna say that. I believe you told me something about um teaching people something, right? Really helping them create um a manifest um prayer in a sense, in a way. And just to watch the way that my life is unfolding in this moment, it's super relevant and it makes sense. So go check them out. And once again, anybody that's listening right here, right now, find a way to support any way you can. Send your love, send your light, send your prayers, right? If it's cash that you have, go ahead and do that. Find ways to volunteer um, and be on the lookout for the ways that we're going to be able to give you that opportunity also. Thank you very much for um, tuning in. Once again, Brown and Spiritual AF. And in two weeks, we'll be here again, right? Is it two weeks? Yeah. What date is that? Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. Just two weeks from now. So not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that. (laughs) But thank you very much. You guys have a great mother-loving day and enjoy the rest of your love and light.